Hey everybody, it's Kat, and I want to welcome you to our final episode of Season 3 of Backstory Sessions. Um, joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hey everyone, how are you? Hey, it's just us today. Uh, can you believe it? Uh, yeah, it's been a while. We've done a lot of interviews this season. Yeah, we, we've hardly had any any time to i don't think we've had any have we this time where we just sit and um, talk no i don't think so we've had some really good guests and uh you know we were fortunate enough to get some of the people that we did and uh it went really well so we just kind of kept going with that i know so you know, I think it's probably, um, we had a lot of time to talk at our recent book signing, um, and, and I think that's a good place to start this episode, is, is talking about that, because we actually uh, were, we uh, were doing a remote part of the podcast that we're going to be sharing, and um, it was at Kentucky Creative in Corbin, Kentucky, Um and it was our first uh, official in-person book signing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we did the one at uh, the Ugly Mug, but that was just signing uh, uh, pre-purchased copies and stuff. So, doesn't really... yeah, because of COVID, we you know you and I were there, like masked and you know socially distanced and whatever, but. Um, we had to mail the, the signed or the autographed books to the people who pre-purchased. So this is the first time we really got to get out with the public. <laughs> yeah, um, and it was a really nice setting too, with all the paintings and you know all the artwork there. It just it was a great place, I think, to kick off the the very first book signing for Love and Jello. Yeah, definitely. It was certainly a uh, certainly nice place and uh, ni- really nice people and uh, good food, too, which was much appreciated. Yeah, and you with that, you know, Reuben sandwich picture, Sarah, <laughs> you highly recommend that. I do, uh, yeah. Because, you know. I mean, it did get the official thumbs up. Not many things do that from you. So. Right, yeah. Reuben's are uh, pretty popular in New York, and uh, I've had quite a few over the years and uh that one was pretty good stacks right up there see kentucky can do whatever new york can do (laughs) even better (laughs) (laughs) you heard me say that (laughs) um but you know we we are about the backstories and i i was so glad that you got to speak with jeremy bryant who is the owner of kentucky creative and he tells a little bit about the backstory because you may ask, like, um, you know, he's an attorney, so um, why would an attorney want to open uh, an art gallery and have a book signing and, you know, those kinds of things? So I think people will find his interview very interesting. Yeah, uh, it was uh... You know, it was cool to hear how he ended up getting into it. And uh, we'll play that interview for you right now, if you like. Awesome. Okay, so uh, Jeremy, um, 
How did you like come up with the idea of like starting this place? And, um, you know, what what pushed you to, to do that? Well, it all started with a curved wall in my law office. Um, I've got a very problematic wall in my office. Uh, it's huge. It's just curved. I could not find anything to put there, and I wanted to decorate my office, so I put a listing on Facebook. I wanted to have a local artist, photographer, put something up on the wall, and uh, the post went viral. It had two or 300 shares, um, and then I, I began getting inundated with all these artist work, ideas for putting on the curved wall, things like that, and even before all that, my wife and I had talked about doing something that we'd both be interested in, just kind of a break from what she does and what I do um, and then I just happened to be a couple days later after I put the post up and it went viral I was driving to court in Macquarie County and then I just happened to think it'd be great to open something um, in Corbin as far as selling local arts local crafts things like that and uh, from there it just snowballed and within probably the next four or five days I'd incorporated and started refining the idea so how many artists would you say are represented here I would say we probably have 30 different artists right now. Oh, nice. More or less, I think. That's a and bit that's of a just within the first month or few weeks of opening, right? Right, yeah. I had actually put an ad out on Facebook and started actually taking in, I want to say late February or early March. So a lot of this was in my law office while we were still getting this together, uh, just a few doors down. So it, it we've been collecting it for a few months, but yeah, it was very, very... Uh, Quickly, people started interacting and calling me, getting work in. Uh, and you added food service, and how's that going? The food service is going great. I think people really like the paninis. Uh, I personally love the Cuban panini over everything. Mm -hmm. uh, but I knew that art in and of itself probably wasn't going to be profitable, at least right off the rip to, you know, you got to keep the doors open. You have sure. to be able to pay rent and all that good stuff. So I thought that in the meantime, uh, while the art uh, gathers some fans, while we get online and do Google ads and hopefully sell to people abroad, that the food service could also supplement what we make as far as revenue, things like that. Um, and, and also, you know, creativity isn't limited to the visual arts or literature or whatever. We felt like adding a bunch of different types of sandwiches and being a little bit cre creative with that adds to what we were doing to begin with. Cool. Mm -hmm. Sure, and so what was the first artwork that you sold? The first artwork was Scott Norwood. He has what my consultant, as far as art concerned, Tim Waller, he mentioned it, it. More than anything, he would describe it as just Kentucky folk art, is how he would describe that. That was the first thing that sold within like a half hour of wow. us opening. Cool. And you're, you're having a Grand opening? When is when is that? Grand opening on June 1st. Uh, officially, we'll start about 12 with a uh, red ribbon opening from Kentucky Chamber of Commerce, Southeastern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce. And from there, we'll uh, have some free food, things like that. Oh, about nice. three. Free food is always good. Free food, yeah. <laughs> free food. Food's always good, especially when it's free. <laughs> I think there's music as well. There will be music as well. We're going to have a singer-songwriter come in. Um, Emily, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to remember her last name. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Emily is going to come in. She's going to do some acoustic sets. She's got a very eclectic taste in music, so hopefully she'll uh, 
I'm sure she'll come in and play a bunch of different varieties of music. So how are you using like social media um, to promote this or like when you have live music, do you have any plans to maybe do Facebook Live and, and have the artist, you know, here but also broadcast on Facebook Live or, or do you have plans to use that outlet as well? I'm sure. I think we'll stream throughout the day. Um, we Rock 1027 will also be here around the same time doing interviews, so we'll get our name out that way and the artist right. names out that way. Uh, but we've used Facebook probably more than anything. I mean, we've got some radio ads. Uh, I may or may not do a TV commercial here in a little bit. We're going to use Google ads. But it seems like Facebook is about the best way to get everybody's name out there. We've invited all the artists to come and showcase their work uh, the day of the grand opening. So hopefully some of them will show up and that way we can uh, maybe do a live stream of them talking about things. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So uh, we were talking earlier and... Um, about your creative uh, pursuits. <laughs> uh, do you have any plans to write? Or I know you you wanted to be a writer or you aspire to be a writer. Um, do you have any plans of doing that in the near future? Yeah, probably at some point I would like to publish something of my own. You know, I've written some full-length novels, things like that, but it's been... 10 years ago probably and I hadn't really written anything creatively since that point mm -hmm. uh, just because career and kids and things like that stuff comes up yeah. uh, so I hadn't uh, but maybe at some point I think um, doing this has kind of kick-started the creative process a little bit for me um, just now if I could find about a half hour or an hour a day to do about 500 or a thousand words I I think I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so when, when you were in school, um, who inspired you? Was there a teacher that, you know, nourished that love of creative writing or? Luckily, I was in Whitley County, graduated in 2001, and I had several teachers that would um, foster uh, my young talent that way, guide me in that direction, definitely David Sweet. Uh, Laurel Heron was another one, Tana Sharp, and there were a few others, their names are escaping me right now, Amy Hess, um, most particularly I think David Sweet. Um, he was in Colonel Creations, drama class, he was the teacher for all that. And um, I would say, you know, at the time I went to Whitley County, the, the arts were, weren't just as big as say sports, that type of thing, and I don't know if they are really the same or on equal footing or not so anymore if it's you know still they hold up sports a little higher than the rest I'm just not sure but that was kind of he was kind of my beacon to to that it was good to have him around awesome yeah. and David is is you know um, very involved statewide in the arts he's a very influential period and I know he has a music background as well so that's perfect so, our podcast is about backstory. So, we've asked you to like choose a piece of, of art and tell us a little bit about the backstory. Maybe one that's touched you in some way or just stands out to you. Sure. I'm not a real big believer in coincidence. I believe in serendipity, that type of thing. And just all throughout this process, for whatever reason, it. it I've just moved myself along. I've been motivated to do it, just highly motivated to do it. Normally I'm filled with a lot of doubt and things like that, uh, but it seemed like I get little clues from things in order to keep me going. One of the first 
this was one of those little moments, just kind of the aha moments that I was on the right track with what I was doing. Erin Rodriguez brought in, she was one of probably in the first three contributors, she brought in a set of four photographs here uh, with frames. And this is a picture basically of a, a kitchen countertop, some old timey windows. And it reminded me immediately of my own grandmother's house. I mean, it looks to a T like it. And then I spoke with her and she said, sure enough, it was her grandmother's house as well. And um, in some of the other pictures, she's got like little mirage type photographs of, it looks like her grandparents, I believe. So that was kind of one of the moments. I, I like the story and not only the story, but it helped coincide with some of my own experience. It kind of clued me into, hey, this is, this is the right thing. Don't, you know, don't have those doubts come up. This is a great thing for artists. It's just a great venture. So, yeah, that one stands out to me. It's really interesting. Um, it's so, uh, of all the different, I mean, as I look here, there's so many things that appeal to me. Um, what type of person um, do you feel like it, there's, there's something for everyone, I feel like, here? Um, so if you love portraits, you know, I see those, I see photography. Uh, there's like this wooden chain, you know, uh, so there's carvings. What else other mediums do you have here? Well, we have some, uh, over here, Deborah Roden gave us basically some corn husk figures. Apparently it's like a family secret. She doesn't really go into how she makes those, but you know, I don't think I'd ever seen those before. <laughs> so there's those. We got some CDs over there by Rayford and June Watts. So there's oh, some music. Great. Uh, we got some pottery also, Rayford and June's. We got some quilts. Okay. Uh, we have quilted F-bombs over there, with, which are literally quilted bombs with a letter F on them, <laughs> which is a little different. Uh, we have some miniature gourds over here, uh, painted miniature gourds, which kind of neat there, some little cards and things like that that you would see in Hallmark or Walgreens or whatever, green cards. So we even have some wooden spoons. <laughs> right. I'd like to get a little of everything. I'd like to have uh, maybe even some glass work, things like that at some point. You know, I have to say Rayford Watts was my college um, writing teacher and I, he's outstanding. Like he is probably because of his own background in the arts, he's so talented, but he's also an excellent writer uh, and a writing instructor. So Rayford Watts, uh, you know, I just have to give a shout out to him because I love him. Um, growing up, he lived in Jellicoe, which is where I was born. And uh, he's just amazing. So I, I love, you know, I may even go buy something just because it's his. <laughs> So, um, that and you love to shop. Uh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, if someone wants to be a part of this, artists out there, what what do they need to do? They just reach out to us. We're uh, active on Facebook, very responsive to messages. They can send us a Facebook message or give us a call, 606-280-7740. Um, and they could also email info at kycgallery.com. Our our website will be live shortly. We're just putting the fi uh, finishing touches on it, um, so they could reach out through us. There's an online 
inquiry form on there. Any, any, all of the above is just fine. We're easy to find. All right, great. Well, we thank you for your time. We know you're a busy guy and got a lot going on aside from the Kentucky Creative. And, uh, you know, we'll let you get back to it. But and we appreciate you having us here today for the first book signing. It's exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for coming in. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Great. Okay. You know, that is like really a great backstory. And um, I'm so glad because this area, I, I think, definitely is so talented. And what a showcase for this region to have such a, a great place to to share all of the arts, really. I mean, he even though it's primarily visual art, um, you know, if there's music, music. Uh, CDs even on display, but also artists coming in that are musicians and then writers like us were there. And, you know, um, so he has a plans, um, you know, for drama and just really seems like across the board, um, it's going to be a, a really valuable resource to the arts for this region. Yeah. Anytime anybody's promoting the arts, I think is a good thing. And, uh, you know, he's, Absolutely. he certainly seems to uh, have some good plans and, uh, you know, doing uh, some interesting things and has some interesting things coming up in the future. So I wish him all the best. Yeah, and I definitely plan to be there again. Um, there's going to be a live musician playing and it looks like a lot of uh, cover songs that I love. And uh, so I definitely want to go to that and, you know, just a lot more events that are going to take place there. So I'm sure they haven't seen The Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, probably not. <laughs> I mean, we'll, have to, we'll have to go back for a sandwich at least, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I might buy you a Reuben sandwich right, and yeah. you to the music, but, you know, they may not want to see us again. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> oh, I can't speak for you, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could, but only if you were, you would say something nice. So, uh... I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So I think we know who our Kentucky creative is going to want back. Probably you because you give the thumbs up to the Reuben sandwich. But, you know. Uh, I didn't have the Reuben sandwich. I had chicken salad, which I also will attest was was great. Um, you know, just nobody bothered to take my picture, or I would have given it a thumbs up in the photo <laughs> as well. So. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, you're the picture taker, so. That's I, I am. I don't so even think see, about that. See how you put me <clears throat> at a disadvantage there, because. <laughs> Sorry. Next time, remind me, and I will take a picture. And yeah, we'll see. It's, it's you only get one shot. Timing is everything, and so <laughs> I feel like you have used that to your advantage on this episode already. By the like saying you're the favorite, Jeremy Bryant, don't listen to him. 
Uh, so, well, okay. So I have one advantage, and that is uh, while we were there, one of my high school classmates, class of 82, Whitley County High School, yay, um, stopped by and purchased a book from us. So that kind of gives me an advantage, too, doesn't it? Like ties yeah. us up a little bit. Yeah, there. yeah, definitely. Uh, and her yeah. name was? Her name was Teresa. <laughs> And um, she's going to introduce herself, I think. And uh, you were able to speak with her and get a little audio um, interview with her. So um, I, we also did take a picture. So because you're saying I'm always taking pictures. Yeah, yeah. And we, we posted that in the Facebook group. Um, she did say that she thought it was the worst picture ever of her. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, but it wasn't. It was beautiful. And, um, you know, I, I, if anyone would like to see Teresa, um, she is posted along with a lot of pictures from our day at Kentucky Creative. We posted that in our backstory sessions uh, Facebook group. So please visit that if you'd like to um, follow along more while you're listening to the podcast and actually see everything that we saw. All right, and we will play that short interview for you right now. Okay, so we're here with Teresa. Okay, and uh, so you're making a purchase for the on the book, and uh, what are you looking forward to the most about reading it? Just reading it, or... I mean, I know you've heard a little bit about it or read the reviews and stuff, so uh, what do you think? Well, I think um, what I have already heard about it, I think it's going to be a wonderful book. I am an avid reader, and um, I've been wanting to get this book for a while, but I waited for the book signing (laughs) before I come and got it because I wanted to get your all's uh, signature on it. Well, we appreciate you coming down and coming to see us and purchasing the book and uh, hope, we hope you definitely like it. I think I will. I've heard some things about it but um, just reading reviews and hearing them is not the same as sitting down and reading the whole book so yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to read it. Matter of fact it will be read tonight probably before I go to sleep. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah we'll look forward to uh, reading your Yes, you will have my review on it. Awesome. And thank you for being a part of the podcast today as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, it was a great day. I mean, I just really loved our first book signing. It was great seeing everyone. Everyone was so friendly, the workers there. Um, you know, the weather didn't quite cooperate. It was a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought it was a great experience, didn't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, anytime you get to go out and promote your stuff and uh, meet people and, you know, do that sort of thing, uh, it's always a good day, I think. And and our banner, you know, of the book cover, I stuck ah, out. Yes. Very, very beautiful, uh, and it made a really nice backdrop for photos. Um, 
And I will have to say, even despite the rain and the wind, uh, the universe made it possible for me to take one photo, you know, outside, um, you know, what are those little things called that like advertisement things that like, yeah, you know, I, I don't been know. around. I don't know what they're called. But yeah, <laughs> spinny things. <laughs> yeah, like in they, you know, it has the name and now open and whatever on there, and it blows around. And uh, so, you know, it was like blowing in the wind, and I wanted a, a photo of that. And just like pretty much as soon as I said that, I would like to have a photo of that. You know what happened? Well, yes, you do, because you were there. Yeah. Tell the listeners what happened. Um, it was a perfect opportunity for the perfect picture. It was. You could read everything on it. It's just like the, like, I don't know, if the wind stopped or cooperated and straightening it right out. But, but let me take that photo. So. Yeah, yeah, it's the little things in life, I guess, you know. It is, uh, you know, it could be a big thing. I, <laughs> I, I felt like it was. So. <clears throat> yes, the universe is smiling upon you. Yeah, so, so I, you know, I feel like it, Kentucky Creative, they know that, too. They're going to invite me back as well as you. <laughs> sure, sure. I'm sure they will. Yeah, so, you know, I have to, like, try to keep hope because... Um, this is kind of sad to me during the last episode of the third season, and we're going to talk about the season. Um, but we did make one more connection uh, for our book signing. We were uh, contacted by uh, another bookstore that is in Corbin, and um, they uh, asked if we would come and you know let them tell their backstory as well. So. We were able to um, get an interview with Boardwalk Cafe. Yeah, uh, her name was Kiki, I believe, and uh, she's the yeah. owner there. Um, yeah, it's a pretty interesting place uh, in an old bank building, and uh, they have the vault there, and it was pretty cool. And they they also, um, she said they have music and. Uh, you know, different. So it's not just um, not just artwork. They uh, try to bring in and incorporate all of the arts as well. So, um, you know, let's hear that interview. That was great. Yep, I'll play that for you right now. Wonderful. Hi. So we're here with Kiki today, and so. You know, I'm really curious, just looking around about the backstory of this place. Um, how did it come to be? Uh, well, about two years ago, we had the idea of opening up a cafe. You know, just a simple one, nothing fancy, no fancy salads or, you know, avocado toast or anything. Just a simple coffee place to get a cup of coffee and sit and relax with a book. And we came across this abandoned bank building. It had been empty for about two years. The owner of the property had been trying to rent it out for a while and it's a bank building, so not much you can do with it. So we thought this would be a really unique place to open a cafe, especially with all the extra rooms we could uh, 
bring other people in. Sure. Uh, and so how has that worked out for you? Uh, well, COVID hit us pretty hard. Um, you know, we have a lot of people that are excited about it, but so far we're doing about as good as you can in this situation. Um, so I, I understand that you have art here. Yes. Um, but what else do you offer in the artistic genre? Uh, well, we have, we have always encouraged people to come with any form of art that they do, like crocheting or epoxy resin stuff. We have that over there behind you. And we have one person who brought in corn husk dolls and flowers which I thought was yeah, really cool. Yeah. And yeah, we uh, have several artists in here that are really fascinating people and their art shows it. Um, do they ever talk about the backstory of their art with you when they bring up a certain piece? Um, kind of, artists are a little uh, close to the vest on that one. Usually they'll just say, do you like this and you know, sell right. it but when you look at their work and you ask them you know why does this feel like abandonment why does it look like you've lost a loved one and they'll explain that yes actually i lost my sister with this one and things like that oh wow but it's it's fascinating if you walk around you'll see some that are abstract uh paint pours and that artist he was feeling secluded during the the quarantine days and wanted to get his feelings out on uh, a canvas and he actually donated a lot of his art to us and so i i think i was told that uh maybe a nine-year-old yes did some of these so you have a wide age range yes actually we take all ages okay um yeah she's been with us since the beginning and she she does some pretty amazing stuff with paint pours. Has she sold some art yet? Uh, she has sold, I think, one or two. That must be exciting for a young yes. artist. Very encouraging, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Great. So what was the first piece that you sold? Do you remember? Uh, very first piece we sold. I think it was an artist that used to be here. Um, I can't remember which one it was, but, you know, she was happy with it and just happy that it got sold, but right. it was a, I think it was a landscape awesome. of some kind. Sure. Uh, you have a bookstore here as well? Yes. Yes. That's actually run by the Lake Cumberland Artists Association. Oh, cool. Um, you know, they've been working with us on, uh, events and they have a bookstore in there of all local authors. There's uh, short stories, there's short novellas, there's um, inspirational books, things like that. And uh, yeah, maybe I think there's a couple of writing guides in there, but yeah, it's all local artists that they have in there. And do you do like open mic nights or that sort of thing? Uh, yes, um, we have been working with the Lake Cumberland Artists Association uh, with their Art of the Spoken Word. Um, it's the last Thursday of every month, I believe, uh, that's where it hits, but it's, uh, you know, this time it, we, uh, had a singer come in from Somerset, play the guitar and sing, and he was amazing. Wow. But, uh, the time before that, it was, um, 
poetry, Kathy Riegel and John Collier reading their poetry and stories, which was absolutely beautiful. They had their books for sale in the store, actually. And, uh, yeah, they, they offer, um, you can sing, you can recite, you can uh, read out loud what you've written. Open mic. What about rap? Cap's a big rap fan and <laughs> wants to get into the rap genre. You can do that too. That's poetry. Rap is poetry. It, it, it most certainly is. <laughs> yes. Rhythmic, very rhythmic. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, t-shirt design. I think um, someone was saying that someone um, designed some t-shirts. Yes, actually, that was the person that just walked out. Okay, so um, um, you know that's another like I think overlooked talent that yes, people have. It is. So. Um, you know, we're just trying to, like, give the, the listeners ideas of things maybe, you know, because when you hear art studio, you think just a visual <laughs> art, like paintings or whatever, and we want to let them know you, you offer way more than that. Yes, we do have merchandise like t-shirts and things like that, but, uh, yeah, he uh, does all the designs for that, and he does pretty amazing work. Okay. So, what do you see going into the future? I mean... Obviously, you want to get back on track after COVID, yes. but like, uh, what kind of other things do you want to get into um, or just have more people coming in? I, I mean, obviously, every business wants to have more people coming in. Sure. Um, we also want people to be able to just sit for hours if they want and just be comfortable. You know, have a muffin or one of my other baked goods. And so do you have coffee, coffee mm -hmm. that kind of... Yeah, we have coffee, we have cold brew, we have uh, iced tea if you want it, we have hot tea, hot cocoa, things like that, and I have homemade baked goods. But I just want people to be comfortable and feel like they can walk in here and not feel like it's a corporatized place or anything. Just sit and relax. You also have a drive-thru? Or you... Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you are using it. <laughs> Do you like shoot the coffee out? You know, we haven't gotten the pneumatic <laughs> tube system down yet, but maybe. <laughs> shoot them up and something. Yeah. <laughs> and so it is handicap accessible. Yes. That's very important, I think, to point out is that um, when you first come to the front, mm -hmm. you might think it is not. So just drive around to the back. Yes. I think that would be good advice for listeners that you know, may just pass it up thinking it's not accessible. Nope, it is. <clears throat> okay, um, so is there anything you'd like to tell the listeners about how they could become involved or have their art here? What would they need to do? Uh, well, if you want to become involved, um, we are, our lobby is open um, Wednesday through Sunday, two to six uh, for now. And uh, you can just walk in with your art, and one of us will look at it and see if it's just weird enough to be in here. Yeah. We do like the weird. Okay. We do. Well, our listeners are, you know, I'm sure we have some of those. Yeah, so. like the group. Yeah, <laughs> great. All right. Uh, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? The best way is to message our page on Facebook, the Boardwalk Cafe, and okay. uh, that's that's the best way. It it has an immediate response. Awesome. 
Well, we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today and share about your wonderful business. And uh, we wish you the best. Yes. And uh, we're always happy to support the arts well, and people so that much. love the arts as we do. All right. Well, I guess if you, any last thoughts you want to throw out there? Uh, no, I mean, okay. hope people stop by. That's fine. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. So Corbin is really opening up the arts world, I feel like. So I'm really happy to hear that. And I hope that, you know, other um, cities are going to, like, follow the lead there. And, um, you know, you can't have too much arts. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the more the merrier, I guess. Uh, you know, it's... Uh... You know, artists want to get out, get their stuff out there and, uh, you know, sell some of it. And um, the more places that they're able to do that, the better, in my opinion. You know, I was thinking like, you know, even if you go there and, you know, maybe maybe you don't purchase um, a, a photo or artwork that very visit you know maybe you just have the sand the reuben sandwich or um you know or look at the sign or whatever but just the fact <laughs> the that <sign>. there's <laughs> <laughs> well you know I mean, that's important <laughs> yeah, yeah or you can um, go or you can go to the boardwalk cafe and uh they have their own, uh, I guess they make homemade baked goods and things like that. And, uh, you know, we didn't sample any of them, but I'm sure they're pretty good. Well, see, that's like another thing for trip two. And um, we've already, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll invite us back. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. So, um, but I was, you know, I'm thinking like just the fact that artists have a place to say, you know, my work is on display there and to know that people, you know, I, I took a lot of photos of, of the artwork there um, because, you know, that's meaningful to an artist too, just to know that something that they created touched someone out there. Right. You know, you, you may not buy it right then, you may come back later, but you've had an interaction with it, you know, um, I, I can think of several of the photos that still I can see in my mind. Um, you know, I just, I, it's amazing the talent uh, that people have. Uh, and, and I am envious in a way of artistic talent like that because I, I can't draw or paint anything. Um, I make, uh, you know, I can draw some pretty mean stick figures. Yeah, I can I can attest to that. That is true. <laughs> um, but you know, so I, I just think like with us to have, you know, sometimes even if people don't buy the book, um, just when people were even reading parts of it and giving us feedback, you know, it's, it's just really important sometimes to have your work performed or looked at or on display so these places are very important too um i will at the boardwalk i'm not sure about kentucky creative what was the youngest artist i'm not sure if we asked that but yeah. um 
the boardwalk, didn't they say that they had like an eight-year-old's artwork? Yeah, she was eight or nine, I think, and she had done some paintings, I believe, and actually sold a few of them. Yeah, so, you know, having places that's inspirational to, you know, artists of all ages. So that's really cool. I think we had a great day in Corbin, and, um, you know, it was nice to share that with you. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it was fun, um, you know, definitely getting out there and, you know, hanging out with you and, uh, um, you know, doing some of the interviews and uh, uh, meeting people and stuff. It's always fun. One of the yeah. better parts of writing and stuff like that, so. Well, that brings us to writing and, you know, the end of the podcast for this season. Yeah, it's been uh, pretty interesting this year. We've done some really interesting, uh, really interesting episodes, starting with uh, the, was it the cast from Gorilla Girl? Yes. Yeah, uh, we got to talk to all the people in the cast and uh, get their, and the director, Christy Connolly, and um, uh, get their perspectives on the characters and, you know, uh, their feelings about them and that sort of, and the play itself. That was a really interesting interview, I mean, for me, um, especially because of, you know, writing the play and um, hearing the feedback that it generated it was um very cool to hear the characters um to hear the actors talk about those characters and yeah i don't think like you you know it seems like you don't really get a chance to get in in depth about like what the what the actors feel about the character and their you know their likes and dislikes and things like that and i think that that podcast certainly brought that out (laughs) definitely and you know again it's all it really surprised me that people had such strong opinions uh and thoughts about these characters because there's only three characters and the play is like almost two hours (laughs) so (laughs) you know it takes a lot to like keep you entertained for two hours um but I don't know. They were able to pull it off, and um, yeah, the characters. The characters are certainly uh, you either love them or you hate them, and depending on which one it is, and you know, you can you can love them or hate them for different reasons, and uh, you know, there was certainly a wide variety of opinions about what was happening in the play and what people thought about you know, one character versus another, and who was the villain, who was the, you know, who was at fault, that kind of thing. Yeah, because a lot, most, well, most TV shows or anything you see, really, you know, there's the villain, and then there's the the good guys. It's kind of just set up that way. Um, But sometimes, you know. It's usually pretty easy to tell. Yeah, but in Gorilla Girl, I, I mean, I really found there was a, a big disagreement in, you know, who who that was. So I don't think it was such clear-cut lines as 
um, some other pieces. So. Well, I mean, you say you like to write plays that spark uh, not contra- controversy, but uh, conversations, and that one certainly did. Um, yeah, um, you know, with pretty loud voices. <laughs> For some, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I, I definitely, I, I would like to write plays um, with the characters with flaws and also, you know, good points because I feel like most people are not all bad or all good. Um, you know, there's like. A, well, yes, you, you of course, <laughs> you know, uh, you get the Reuben sandwich picture, you, you, got, you got all the pictures, you get invited back, okay, you know, so clearly of the two of us, you are the more loved, but, um, <laughs> but you know, that goes without saying, but I said it yeah. anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, the cast was wonderful, and um, just just hearing them and getting to talk with them one-on-one was was really cool i I really love all of them they're very talented and christy conley is amazing and yeah uh, and and then i think we did a an episode with christy and uh talked to her about uh you know how she ended up you know how she ended up at union college there down by you there in uh barberville and uh you know some of the things she's doing there and um you know it was a pretty interesting episode she's a she's a pretty amazing professor i would say yes uh, and, and so you know that was kind of like a spin-off i guess interview you know we wanted to talk more and get her backstory and then uh, amazingly enough or ironically enough I guess would be a better word um, you know she <laughs> we just mentioned at the end of the interview you know like when we're just chatting after um, you know we're looking for somebody that's like lived in a van and you know had right, yeah. in a van um, down by the river <laughs> Right. Well, you know, or Walmart parking lot or whatever. And, uh, like, you know, we'll take anything. Um, And Christy finds us a a guest. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember her name now. Kelly. Kelly Kelly Pope. Yes. Sorry, Kelly. Uh, Yeah. So Kelly and her were friends in school, I believe. Yep, and both um, both actresses. Right, yeah. And so, you know, Kelly immediately responded and said yes, and the, the rest is history. So <laughs> um, her episode then, I don't know, was fascinating to me. I loved it. Um, That's probably because you drive a van. Um, I yes, that is one reason. Um, and you know, there's there's like a lot of different elements to it. I mean, Kelly was really detailed about, um, you know, the trip and yeah. and all the steps and like it was really, I thought a good resource for anyone that's considering doing that. Yeah, and I, uh, that was that was part of what you know, part of what I wanted in the episode. You know, it's it's different somebody telling their story yeah i lived in a van we went here we went there but i mean she you know she talked about like a lot Places of dif- to stay. Yeah, a lot of different aspects to uh 
you know, people who want to live the van life, which is, you know, it's a, uh, a phenomenon, I guess, uh, that's going on now. People are giving up their houses to go live in a van and travel around yeah. or, you know, it's to save, save money or whatever. And, uh, probably more so out on the West Coast than in Kentucky, but, uh, you know, you definitely hear about it. I mean, I've seen it in the news and things like that, so it was an interesting topic to me. Oh, you know, I plan to change that, like, when I you know, take <laughs> off in my van. So I, <laughs> uh, I am working on that. I put the first sticker on the back anyway. That's right, you did, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, I mean, with Kelly, like, she took a lot of photos, too. And I like that aspect that you could follow along in our Facebook group um, and see, like, these places that they went and um, the eclipse was happening. And, you know, one picture they had with that, right. uh, the van, all the places they had gone, they collected stickers. And, you know, so it was nice also to be able to see the visual aspect. And uh, not every guest you know provide us with because not everybody's story needs all those photos but I, I thought that was an interesting part of that uh, episode and the love element of it all you know this is a romance after all because um it's as she put it, it was the first time that they were living together basically right yeah yeah, her, yeah her boyfriend so. travis there from alaska Exactly. Hey, Travis. <laughs> say hey to him again in case he missed it the first time. But I'm told that, um, you know, he heard the episode and was pleased with it as well. Okay. And um, apparently they both say they would do it again. So um, you can't beat that. No, that's true. Love I mean, wins. I mean, you if see. you can travel around for five months with someone in a van and, uh, you know, come away with it wanting to do it again, then more power to you. I say that's love. That's what I would say. <laughs> you know, I think that is what I said. Like, I, I hope they get back together. Anyways, um, and so that's what I liked about that episode. Um, so, yeah. What would uh, we do after that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think <laughs> of the timeline. Testing memory here because, you know, I made these little photo things so we could see, like, you know, right. what episodes and what order and Clearly, we didn't pay much attention. I believe, though, next was the um, baby lift. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a really interesting story. Um, Albert, uh, he was... Yeah. Yeah. He was on one of the planes that uh, pulled people out of Vietnam in the last days of the war, along with a million other stories. I mean, the guy's got lots of things that he was involved in that were really interesting uh you know an interesting time throughout history and he was involved in a lot of stuff and uh you know it, it was pretty cool i mean and he met one of the um one of the babies right as an adult that had had yeah. she found her family or I don't remember exactly. I know he said like there was a waitress at a restaurant or something, and he right. Yeah, and uh, so how cool is that? Yeah, yeah, that, that is pretty neat. So um, you know that I, 
Uh, I mean, so I, I mean, I never imagined that when we started podcasting, um, or even especially as we planned our season three, that we would be interviewing DC Glenn of tag team. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, you know, sometimes opportunities present themselves and you just got to run with it. And, uh, you know, this one definitely did. And, um, Whoop, there it is. <laughs> there it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was he was a uh, really, really interesting guest. And, uh, you know, he, he um, had a lot of really cool stories and insights. And, uh, you know, he, he's uh, constantly reinventing himself and um, doing a lot of different things. I think now he's... Uh, you know, he was either the Grand Marshal at Talladega for NASCAR, or uh, he's going to be. I don't know if that race has happened yet. And then um, we saw something recently. He's going to be somewhere. He's with, with Vanilla Ice, and they're going to be doing performances. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, how so, cool is that? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's neat. I don't know if I'd want to be with Vanilla vanilla ice personally but <laughs> um yeah i mean it, it well you anytime you get invited to perform yeah yeah true so money it's um he i don't know he i to me if if you like need a motivation listen to that episode because to mm. me he has so much wisdom oh yeah definitely a really smart guy for sure um and I, you know, I'm, I'm a little in, you know, in shock that we had him on the episode, but, uh, you know, it, it was again an, a, an opportunity, and we had to take it. So, uh, you know. Well, and and you know, like people, I don't know, you, like I didn't know what to expect um, in the interview, really, um, because. Yeah, you know, I, was, I didn't either. I mean, you know. Uh, it was our first time interviewing a celebrity and you you don't know if they're going to talk to you like five minutes ten minutes um <laughs> yeah true. You know, <laughs> uh, if they're gonna like um, i mean you just don't know um but he talked to us for like two hours yeah yeah it was it was you know, really good i mean so amazing and his story like we were just sitting there like yeah wow you know yeah yeah uh certainly um you know growing up during the 90s and stuff i i knew who he was and i know the song and whatever and uh you know he it's pretty interesting to get to talk to someone like you know who was involved in that time period and like all the things that he did and you know um he had a bad record contract and had to, you know, suffered from some form of depression and had to get himself out of that and move on. And, you know, he's just done a lot of different things, voiceover work and uh, commercials like the Geico thing that was on the Super Bowl and stuff. So it was really cool. And, and you know, I just know that, like, there's some people that you just know are gonna, like, they're always, their mind is always working, 
and they're always working towards the next project. And you just, I just feel like, you know, he's going to always be reinventing himself and finding new opportunities. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's certainly proven that. If you listen to the episode, I think he mentions probably, you know, five or six different times that he went into different things because he found it interesting or, you know, the, he had an opportunity or whatever. And uh, he certainly has, you know, taken advantage of things. I mean, And another really good part of it for me was Dustin White. Um, you know, doing the the rap introduction. Cause, oh, yeah, um, that's kind of cool. He was one, that, of your, one of your students, right? He was one of my students, and he's in Nevada right now. And, you know, I, I had not, like, I mean, he's a Facebook friend, but I hadn't, you know, we just really hadn't talked too much. Right. And uh, I had no idea if he was still beatboxing, rapping, you know, riding, doing any of that. Mm-hmm. Or um, if he'd have time and, you know, I, I just messaged him and he messaged back. And, yeah, it was like he really just had like a week or something. It was a really short time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he put together an amazing, I thought that was, like, that's really special about that episode, too. Um and DC, I would have to say, um, you know, DC did listen to it and he did reach out to Justin. And also, um, you know, he, he left a favorable comment to us about our interview. And, and that was really nice. Yeah. yeah. It's always nice to be uh, appreciated for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> And then, and, so after DC, where did we go with that? I think we talked to Dean. Uh, yeah. So the PTSD uh, episode, I actually think we probably are a little bit out of order. And I the think way we, we are did. too. And if but, we are, you know, I apologize, but <clears throat> you know, I'm not it, it, not looking at the, you know, not looking at the listing, so it's hard to right. remember. Right. We're, we're you know, we're recalling, like, uh, over this year, you know, the people we talked to. And they may or may not be in that exact order. Right. Um, but Dean, yes, Dean uh, Whittaker, uh that was a really interesting interview. And you want to talk a little bit about that? Because that was really your idea. Yeah, so I had written a play with a character that suffered from PTSD and, uh, wanted to like interview someone who knew a little bit more about it than I do. Um, and it was, it was interesting because there are many, many forms of PTSD and, uh, uh, you know, people suffer to different degrees. And, um, uh, so it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, he also gave some, you know, some, uh, tips on how to combat it and when you know when you're having uh you know trigger moments or uh that sort of thing and um i think it was definitely helpful for people who suffer from ptsd uh he um yeah (laughs) 
Well, um, he also enjoyed being on the podcast and invited us for coffee or lunch at some point. Yeah, so, we uh, haven't been able to do that yet. I've talked to him a couple times, and uh, we just haven't been able to connect on that. But, uh, Dean, if you're listening, we'll definitely do it soon. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, that I think he was really the first feedback that we got, you know, of, like, uh, just seeming like he really enjoyed being a guest and you know we, we try to i mean i think it, i think all of our guests have enjoyed being guests it's just you know none of them have you know offered to buy us dinner or coffee or anything so <laughs> <laughs> he was the first <laughs> come on people step it up there you know <laughs> dean's already beat you there because he was the first but you know i mean things like that are they they mean a lot I think in a podcast yeah, and it's always, uh, always nice to be appreciated for sure. Sure. And, and, and we definitely appreciated him. You know, so, um, we then I think had, uh, and again, these are probably not in the order completely, but, um, we, we had two back to back episodes with, um, stories from last year and we were following up, a year later yeah yeah we, we uh so last year we had talked to uh mason mitchell and uh two of her classmates bethany and Aaliyah, and um interviewed them after covid started because their senior year was kind of screwed up and um <clears throat> so they talked about all the challenges and things like that and uh you know how they felt about basically their senior year being taken yeah yeah way. right and then uh we decided to have mason back on because um you know she's one of our favorite humans and uh uh you know it would be interesting to see how she fared the last year and uh so that was an interesting episode um you know, yes, because she is a woman of wisdom now. Yes, she is. <laughs> we were gonna, and, we were actually going to have Corey, uh, Corey Taylor, who was one of uh, Mason's high school teachers, and um, uh, she had another engagement and couldn't make it. But uh, Mason came and uh, talked to us for a while, and uh, it was really interesting to see the growth in her in the in the past year. And then Corey. <laughs> she um she paid for our dinner. Right, yeah, yeah. So maybe you know we did get dinner at least once, and uh... that's right, Corey Taylor. You just took the title <laughs> from Dean. <laughs> yeah, All right, uh... Dean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> so, uh, but then the next week, uh, that next episode, we were able to get Corey, and then also also Jonathan Stevens. Right, yeah, we had done a, a, so last year we did the students first, and then we did an episode with teachers, and uh, talked to them about the uh, challenges they faced, and Corey and Jonathan and uh, Arthur Canada were the guests on that episode, and um, Corey and Jonathan came back for the one this year, and talked about all the changes that they went through in the past year, and uh you know, different things that are happening with them. Uh, you know, some cool stuff. I know Jonathan started a baking business and uh, really good stuff. Boone's 
I can't remember the name, Boone's Bakery items or something like that. Yeah, Boone's Boone after <clears throat> Daniel Boone, I think. Right, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Corey had bought a van with her husband and, uh, you know, redone. The snail. Yes, the snail. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they, you know, they're currently, uh, I guess, this summer out on the road and, uh, you know, doing like weekend trips and that sort of thing um yeah and uh you know so it was also interesting to see the direction <laughs> that they had gone and how school had kind of come back together you know in-person school right this year so that was an interesting episode um yeah you know just to see the changes there and they're both like very dedicated educators and um i always love talking to them they're just um you're just like the kind of teachers you wish you could have had I in mean, high school. Corey was one of your students, was she not? Yes, yes, yeah. she was. So and I guess you I were... would have loved Jonathan as well. I would have <laughs> loved to have been his teacher. <laughs> yeah, both of them are, you know, certainly, uh, you know, there's they're certainly great teachers and well liked and respected by their students. Uh, um, and also, you know, by us. I mean, I, I love having them on and uh, talking to them because they're interesting people. And, uh, you know, um, I think teachers don't get enough, uh, they don't get enough air time, I guess, would be what I would say. Yeah, and, you know, they're very different in that she's a history teacher and he's in science. Um, but... Um, she's from here and he's from Pennsylvania so you know it's just like two different worlds but he rides um, a, he rides a motorcycle she drives a, a uh, converted <laughs> school bus and uh... yes that's true <laughs> uh, and They're I'm not both... sure of her, her cooking skills but you know he loves to bake and that's true yeah <laughs> But they, they both love students, and they both are just really, you know, interesting people, well-rounded. Like, she, we know she loves chicken. Ah, that's so true, yeah, yeah. Not cooking them, you know, I don't think. <laughs> They're pets. She's, yeah, she's uh, gathering eggs, I believe, is what she Yes, does. yes. Well, so you see, she's in the food industry that way with the eggs. So, um, right, yeah. yeah. Great, just a great. I don't know. I love. I love both of them, and that was a, that was really very nice to revisit with you know all of them, even and Mason as well. Always, always a pleasure to have any of those people on. And I'm sorry yeah. that Ar Arthur couldn't join us. Uh, you know, I would have loved to have been able to talk to him again as well. Um, also, a fascinating individual. I know. We'll have to work him into next season. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, after that, I think we talked to Vito. Vito. We did, and what a change, you know, from <laughs> the yeah. teachers to, to Vito. Yeah, yeah, Vito Atavilla. I will say, though, you know, he was like a, a different time. It, he definitely was able to take you back to what it was like growing up in the 40s and 50s. In, in New York, and... Uh, I think that's what appealed to me because I'm from New York and, uh, you know, it's always cool to hear stories about the old days and, you know, you see, like, The Godfather and, uh, 
you know, movies like that, which take place in New York, and, um, you know, it's always neat. To... The Sopranos was filmed there. <laughs> that was like the 80s, though, wasn't it? Yeah, well, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. It's like, cool. <laughs> yeah, I know that's one of your favorite shows, but... Uh... Yes. Yeah, so it was cool talking to him and hearing his stories. He had some really funny things happen. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he he's a... Uh, I don't want to say stereotypical New Yorker, but uh, there are parts of him that are definitely stereotypical. Um, You know, uh, it it was just interesting, uh, you know. And he's got a book out now, and they're going to try and develop it into a screenplay and maybe a movie. And, you know, so I wish him all the best as well. Yeah, and I mean, the the stories, like, you could just, his friends, I guess, he said, encouraged him to start writing this book. Yeah. Um, because a group, you know, of guys that he meets with and has coffee or whatever, and, tell, you know, so I could just hear, like, you know, them all getting together and laughing, because his stories are funny, like, yeah. he didn't really have any... Um, you know, there was one that was semi-dark, I guess you could say. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, most of them are, he was <clears throat> going for humor, and they were. Um, you know, um, <laughs> uh, some involving his family and a lot about dating and what it was like. And yeah. how the polka was, you know, the dance they wanted them to do to keep them, you know, like. Um, right, like, sort of socially distanced. <laughs> yeah, you know, so uh, it, it was a way to cut down on, uh, yeah, you know, pregnancies and things like that. Um, <laughs> the polka. Teenagers or whatever, because <laughs> they were worn out from dancing the dance. And, you know, <laughs> like it's not, you right. know, there's Who not like that? a lot of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who so, wants I mean, to was pull pretty... around? I got to go home. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, there was a lot of stories of, and that was something that I, you know, I, it's completely foreign to me, like, the polka was, you know, not a dance right, that was yeah. popular or anything like that, so. Um, so, yeah, I, I, go ahead. I just think that he was really interesting because it was so different than um, the time that we live in or I grew up in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And definitely a different place. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then we went, we talked to, uh, uh Barbie. Yes. Yes. Lauren. So Lauren. Lauren yes. Lesby Fernandez. And, she, you know, she definitely, that was a good story too, because, um, it's motivating, you know, it's just like, she was, she was stereotypical Barbie. Right. Yeah. Um, but her dad wanted sons and didn't get them. So he like. Yeah. He, he sort of like pushed them as if they were, you know, her and her sister, I believe it was. Um, yeah. Pushed them as they were, you know, like, uh, he would if he had sons and, uh, you know, they, they uh, seem to excel, and uh, so she went on to join the Secret Service and worked in the White House, and, uh, um, you know, she talked a lot about uh, 
going through the training for uh, becoming a Secret Service agent and uh, had some cool stories about that and, uh, you know, overcame a lot in order to do that. And, you know, that, that seems to be a, uh, you know, repeating theme in a lot of these episodes that we did this year was overcoming things and, um, you know, just getting through what you needed to get through in order to, uh, you know, be successful or, you know, accomplish a goal or whatever. And um, so that was certainly... A, another one of those episodes uh she read a chapter from the book and uh you know it, it, it's pretty funny and, she, and that was the first time we had someone to read their work right um, yeah. on episode and i thought that was that was really nice and memorable about that i think <clears throat> yeah and uh, you know also she had an interesting story and uh you know the the whole like the whole story of her career and you know what she's up to now and uh you know all that's been interesting and you know just to look at her of course you're gonna you know people form opinions um that she's gonna be a certain way and um even when she was at the academy um, right yeah so I, I think that it is very like the message she has is very important. Yeah, you know for that sure. you can't be discounted just because you look a certain way. <clears throat> that doesn't mean that you're, you know, that you can't do anything else except look pretty. Um, you know, but right. uh, because she was female instead of male, that was another thing. Yeah, because she was in a male-dominated field. So, um, just a really, I think, timely story and, and really interesting the way that she hung in there and, you know, she was not going to quit no right. matter what they did to her. She was going to, she was going to finish and she was going to, you know, have that dream career she wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And she definitely, uh, achieved that and more. I mean, now she's, she's written a book and, uh, again, they're, you know trying to develop that into a screenplay and get a movie made and uh you know we wish and her... i think she just might do that you know it's a great story yeah i can get on lifetime or you know a yeah. number of ways it could go yeah sure definitely and so, then um... we had the <laughs> <laughs> the podcast that wasn't <laughs> we will never like i want to say we'll never forget it but we we did forget <laughs> yeah i don't know how i still to this day don't know how it happened but uh right um, uh, it's a mystery it for sure is a mystery yeah we definitely had some miscommunication going on with preston but it's the best backstory ever right so preston taylor uh is a comedian lives out in la and uh he contacted us and uh you know he was telling us he started a podcast and uh, all that, and uh, we have a podcast, obviously. And um, we thought we were guests on his podcast, and he thought he was a guest on ours. And uh, <laughs> so we went through this, you know, really long conversation, probably an hour and a half, talking about all kinds of different things and laughing about chickens and, you know, whatever. And uh, at the end, I asked him... Uh, you know, so when is this episode going to air? And he's like, wait a minute, I thought I was a guest on your podcast. So, anyway, we we laughed about that, and uh, 
Uh, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I mean, and he was a good sport about it. I mean, somehow, I, I don't know where the miscommunication happened, but, uh, you know, he was a really good sport about it and uh, came back the following week and we recorded again. Uh, this time he was a guest on ours and, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, again, another, you know, another story of like, uh, someone following their dream and, uh, you know, he wanted to be, um, you know, he wanted to be an actor at first and, uh, went out to LA from Texas and, uh, got into a movie and, uh, did some stunt work and, he was on RuPaul's Drag Race, and, you know, then he got into comedy, and he would, had always been writing jokes and things over the years, and, uh, you know, he went out and did a open mic thing, and, like, the following week, he was on another one, and did really well, and, uh, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, now he has a special out, and, you know, uh. Yeah, he's got the the one uh, special on. I think it's Tubi. On Tubi, yeah, yep. it is. And then uh, uh, he's he actually has his own podcast. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. Do you offhand? Uh, well, we're going to be a guest on it, so um, <laughs> we should know it. <laughs> we, <laughs> we will definitely like let you know when that comes. Right. Um, yeah. He, I, I think that's funny. Like, you know, this is such a funny backstory, and he's a comedian. And had we had that recorded, it would have been like hilarious when we when we both found out that yeah, you know, neither of us like was on anybody's podcast. <laughs> we were just having a conversation in the Arby's <laughs> parking lot. With a stranger in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> and we're in the parking lot yeah. of Arby's in London. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just chatting on a Sunday afternoon, you know. <laughs> Watching the Super 8 and you know, the people go to the Arby's door that's locked. Right, yeah. So it was, it was funny. And, you know, it turned out to be a great episode. Uh, he's a really interesting guy. Got a lot of... Uh, good information from him and uh you know he's motivational in his own way and uh you know he talked about some of the things he's overcome um you know and i think right now he's working on another special uh that should be out i don't yeah. i assume later this year or next year or something and a, a few other things that he's working on that he wouldn't tell us but hey no not judging <laughs> Right. Well, you know, one thing interesting, I think, um, you know, he was at Kansas uh, or Colorado. I'm not, uh, well, anyways, I, I'm like always a little bit off on the details, but, you know, so he went to college. So he was he was a, a science, right? Like, uh, was it science or, uh, or yes. technology? So, yeah, like IT or something like that. Okay. So, you know, he... Um, He's living in, let's say, Kansas. I'm going to say it was Kansas, but it could have been Colorado or Oklahoma. I don't know. I think Kansas. So, I mean, you know, and rent is like, what do you say, $400 or something like oh, that. No, no, no. That's when he, he was in, I thought he was in Texas, and he ended up, when he first went to L.A., and it was like, 
No, he went to college. He graduated from college. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right, well, I don't remember. I think maybe it was Colorado. Well, anyways, it was one. You know, it was one of those places, <laughs> which really doesn't matter, except for you know the point of the story <laughs> that I was trying to make. Except you know, Sorry. it would be nice if I could. Re no, I mean, <laughs> it would be nice if I could remember <laughs> the detail for the point I'm trying to make, but. You know, the main thing I got from that is that, you know, he thought rent would be similar when he went to L.A. And he gets there and it's like three or four more, you know, times yeah, right, yeah. for a little tiny room. Uh, and so he has enough only for one month. And he thought he was going out there, you know, with like three or four months and a little bit of cushion to that. And he gets out there and he only has one month that he's either going to make it or he has to go back to Texas right, and say, yeah. you know, I, I'm going to work on the farm or I'm going to do this or whatever. I'm not, you know, I didn't make it. And he refused to do that. So that was a good motivator necessity, you know. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, the best, you know, the best motivation is like when there's no way, no other way to go but forward. I mean, that's what I'm getting from a lot of these, a lot of these stories. And uh, uh, yeah, it's like burn the bridge, like you, you know, you always talk. Or burn the, the boats, boats yeah. or yeah, yeah, too. You know, whatever. Bridges, boats, just burn it, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're yeah. not condoning pyromania, so. <laughs> yeah, right. Definitely not. But um. You know, so it was a fascinating story, and Preston was a great sport, and he's, he is really funny. I watched his special, and, uh, you know, Sarah, it's uh, yeah. definitely tune in to Tubi TV and watch it. Um, right, I'm definitely looking forward to being on. to L.A. is our episode. and Definitely looking forward to being on his podcast when the time comes. Yeah. Well, that brings us to, you know, what the final episode um, before this one. Yeah. Uh, another one I had no idea ever that we would be able to interview. Um, so Rick Cosnett was um, yeah. on the class and the Vampire Diaries and Quantico and you know, several other things, movies and different projects. Um, <laughs> again, I did not know how that was going to go. Um, yeah, um, we, you know, we had tried to connect with them a few times and uh, for whatever reason weren't able to. And, uh, you know, we finally got together and had them on the show and... Uh, or had him on the podcast, recorded uh, our interview with him, and uh, it was it was good. I mean, we both came away from that one feeling like, uh, you know, it was a good episode, and we were really, really happy to uh, talk to him, for sure. I mean, I'd have to say, like, you know, the whole interview, which I knew already, you know, that he was going to have an accent um, because he lived a large part of his life in Australia mm -hmm. and so I already knew because I love that accent and I, I knew that I was going to find that appealing 
and you know he's very attractive just to look at his photos so you know but that doesn't really matter in a podcast but the voice does of course uh, <laughs> uh, but again we we didn't know how much time we were gonna have you know he could have like talked 15 minutes um yeah. five minutes you know whatever but uh, I don't know I, I guess there's just some like people uh, that you just meet I mean you connect with some people uh, instantly and I just felt like that was like there was just an energy that um, was present on that episode yeah from would... the time that we started it I, I I would agree. Um, you know, it's definitely up there on the uh, on the uh, favorite episodes list for me. Um, you know, I like all of them for different reasons, but particularly that one because it felt really comfortable talking to him, and uh, you know, he was very open about a lot of different things and uh, gave a really good interview and. Um, you know, I'm happy we were able to talk to him for as long as we did. Just, um, you know, he's just so funny, uh, but really intelligent and off the wall ideas, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yes, and I don't know. I, I asked two good questions, he said, <laughs> so that, of course, didn't hurt. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I only asked one, but you know. I, I did win that questions of the, yeah. the Rick Cosnet episode. Right. So, um, yeah, so you know, I'm taking a win on that one. Yeah, and I, was, I think he reached out to you afterwards and, you know, uh, had oh, some nice yes. things to say. He did have a lot of nice things to say, and, you know, I mean, I, I'm just still, I'm starstruck, but. I'd have to say that it was very interesting how he talked about being starstruck, and you asked that question. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, that's your good question. <laughs> yeah, I asked him about meeting his, uh, you know. Um... He loves Tony Collette, so she's like his, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's he... like his star crush, I guess you could say. Yeah, and he, you know, he's met her like three times, and each time ran away or something like that. He, yeah, because he, he has in his mind, and he tells on the podcast, you know, the dialogue, he's got it all mapped out, or, you know, right, we're yeah. going to meet, that's yeah, going to yeah. go this way, she's going to say this, I'm going to say that. Right, yeah. You know, so um, <laughs> it's just so cute, like, you know, the way that he is starstruck for her, and, yeah. uh, you know, it's just, I've... I don't know. He's also a hopeless romantic type, and it was just, I just felt like that was like uh, energy soulmate uh, podcast interview thing. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but, uh, you know, it was... Uh, I would. You it, hear that, Rick? I'm saying that. <laughs> it was definitely interesting, and uh, certainly, a, I think, a good episode. Um you know, uh, we've had a lot of good ones over this season, and, um, you know, I'm, th I'm thankful that, you know, the guests who have been on throughout all of this old podcast journey, I mean, they're, you know, we've had some amazing backstories for sure, and uh, 
people have opened up to us about a lot of different things, which, uh, you know, I, I'm not quite sure what I expected when we started this, but um, it's been certainly an interesting journey for sure. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I, I don't think we really had much <coughs> expectations. I mean, we just kind of like, oh, yeah, we should do a podcast. Right, okay. yeah, we originally started talking about, like, you know, uh, what things that we were doing and stuff, and, uh, you know, I, I know that, like, there's a million stories out there, and everybody has one, and, uh, you know, getting them to talk about it in the right, you know, in the right, I don't know, not the right way, but, like, in the right frame of mind and whatever, and getting the details and things like that, um, that's what makes right. It... Nobody brings out that story like we do. <laughs> that's what that's what makes it interesting. Um, you know, we may ask a lot of the same questions that, like, you know, like somebody like a Rick Cosnett or a, a DC Glenn or um, Preston you know, Taylor. Yeah, Preston, that they might get all the time in episodes, but we go a little bit further, and you know, I, I hope that uh, you know. I hope that we're that we continue to, to do that and more and more in uh, um, future episodes because uh, we you know even though we're taking a break right now we will be back uh, right now I'm thinking it'll be a few weeks uh, only because um, there's so there's a lot going on um, uh, yeah we're gonna be riding you know we, we gotta yeah so we, we got a book to get out <laughs> two books place to finish yeah so there there are a lot of things going on i mean i i know i've talked about this before um you know one of the things that's like uh kind of hindered my writing time is my uh crazy commute i was commuting two hours one way to work and two hours back each day and uh you know that took up a lot of time um but I've recently gotten another job, which I'll be starting soon, and uh, you know, going to be able to work from home, so I'll have more time to write, and uh, you know, that coincides with taking a break with the podcast, and hopefully, I'll be able to use that time wisely and finish up. Uh, you know, w so we have the hotel stories book. Um, we are writing a series of 10-minute uh, plays that all take place in a hotel. Uh, that's the only thing that's a uh, that connects all the stories. Um, all the stories are different. Uh, all the characters are different in each story, and um, so these ten. All like I think there's going to be what eight of them. I think we decided. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the eight. <clears throat> Excuse me. The um, eight the eight ten minute plays will then be turned into a book, like you know you would read like uh, Love and Jello or whatever, and we'll connect the stories in some way, which hasn't been decided yet. So that's one well, thing. Well, we can't reveal. Right, <laughs> cannot be re cannot be revealed at this point. But um, so we have that one. Uh, you know, we're pretty deep into that. In fact, just today I worked on one of the plays. Uh, Got to change a couple things, um, but uh, 
That's almost. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> really good. And then Kat has two that she's been working on, and we had some <laughs> readings of, and uh, uh, that's been interesting. Oh, I'm just so pleased. Yes, I mean. Yeah. So. Uh, I think the reading was excellent. <coughs> now we have another one coming up for. Um, one of yeah, the one of the other plays that are that's going to be in the book and uh that should yeah. be interesting as well um we you know we've made a lot of connections this um this season if you want to call it that this year yeah for sure there, there's a like, lot of a lot of people that uh we've talked to and uh you know a lot of connections we've made and uh it, it's been um it's been a it's been a season. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and you know, I mean, you never know, like how just how we're talking about these backstories and how one sometimes leads to another, like the connections that you make. You, you don't know where they're gonna lead. Um, that is so true. That's just that's the thing. You know, we're like we needed a, a last minute actress and, and we're able to find one now. Right. Um, yeah. It's not like you asking know. your, you know, your friend if, Hey, would you read a part for me? <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and we didn't have that when we first started. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's growth and, uh, you know, it's all, all good. Um, so what's what do you think we're gonna do next season, Cat? Oh my goodness, it's gonna be. Uh, I I know it's gonna be exciting. I think I think we've hooked into the LA connection. I think we're gonna have more celebrities. Yeah, um, yeah, there may be a few. Yeah, I think that we're going to continue to find you know, local people. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, that have great stories because we've had like Granny Opal and, you know, so we, we've had some uh, really good stories like that too of, of local people. We'll There's a million it. stories in the Naked City. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, we'll revisit like with Mason and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, that'll, yeah, we'll definitely be doing some of that, uh, definitely be talking to new and interesting people, I mean, not that the ones that we've talked to have not been interesting, but, uh, yeah, because they have, yeah, for sure, has. um, there's talk of a possible theme song for the podcast, Yes, please. <laughs> There's uh, talk of a uh, new feature called Cat's Corner where I'm <laughs> going to let her take over the podcast and talk about anything she wants to for five minutes. And uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I think a lot of eyes will be rolling. <laughs> yeah, potentially for sure. Uh, so, you know, um, I think when we, I don't remember how last season went, like how the, like the last break went. I don't remember if we sat down and talked about like what we, you know, what types of interviews or whatever we did for, or we wanted to do for this season. But I would say that, you know, there were a few things like the van story thing and, uh, uh, you know, some of those ideas that we wrote down, uh, in a re right. 
revisiting uh, with Mason and Corey and Jonathan. Um, I know we did write those down, but, uh, you know, some of the other things like Preston um, and, you know, DC and Rick, I mean, those (laughs) all kind of came out of the blue and, uh, you know, I'm real happy that we were able to do those things because it was fun. I mean, this season has been certainly interesting and a lot of fun, I think. Well, I mean, how, how before we started this, like connections again, you know, um, who would have thought that now, you know, if we needed to call DC, we could. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if we needed to talk to Rick, we could. If we needed to talk to Preston, we could. You know, I mean, that opens another set of connections. And, you know, that that's, that's something that's um, shocking to me. Because I know we didn't think of, of that part of it when we started podcasting. No, for sure. I mean, it was mainly local things. And, you know, we were going to talk about projects and things like that but i never imagined that we would be you know talking to some of the people that we are and uh you know getting some of the opportunities that we are and i'm sure that'll only continue to grow in the future and uh you know that's a good thing i mean like i mean i want the podcast to uh be interesting and be a you know, a place where people will come and, like, they'll, you know, listen to the episodes and go, wow, that was pretty cool, you know? Yeah, and I think for, you know, for celebrities, it's it's like a chance for people, you know, to listen to their stories, and, and it, we talk with them, you know, just like, like all of the, all of the guests we talk with the same way, we just are trying to get to the root of the story uh, of what they want to tell us and and I think it's a comfortable setting for them to be able to do that and I think that's yeah well I mean you that don't makes wanna, it work don't want to antagonize people <laughs> for sure <laughs> <laughs> you tell me that <laughs> tell me that answer right now <laughs> yeah. anyway. I don't care what you think right, yeah <laughs> You're an idiot. That's right. <laughs> you don't know what the hell you're, you're talking about. That's right. I'm hanging up on you right now. <laughs> don't yeah. call us. We'll call you. All right. I'll get back to you. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, uh, you think you're on my podcast? That's well. right. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's yeah. on you, buddy. Oh, and I will say, too, in this season, we have surpassed 2,000 downloads, and that is great. Yeah, yeah, we're on a big milestone there. Yep, on our way to, uh, you know, 2,300 at this point. Um, Yeah, which should be by tomorrow, I'm guessing. I don't know about tomorrow, but, you know, should be soon. I'm the optimist. (laughs) Always the optimist, yeah. Yeah, that's me, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, some people say other words. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, it's been fun. It's been a fun, you know, fun season, and I hate to see it come to an end. So that's yeah. that's all. Me too. But but if it has to end, it ended on a really good note with the book signing and this podcast episode. Yep, definitely. 
So anyway, as always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or complaints, especially the complaints, send those to cat at irateplease at outlook.com. And if you want to tell me how much you love the podcast and the episode, uh, please feel free to write me at backstorysessions at gmail.com. Or you can write to me at matt at level11ventures.com. As always, we thank you for listening, and we will talk to you all very soon. Take care.